Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. All right, listeners, we're back for another great show of the Smart Retirement Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Points, with Central Coast Lending, and joined here today by the one and only Matt Hollander of Century Financial. What's going on, Matt? Not a whole lot. Just uh, dying out here in the heat of Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you're our, you're our desert polar bear out there, right? Uh, if that's what you want to call me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quickly run outside and jump in the pool and then run back inside. <laughs> yeah, you know, luckily, luckily they they invented air conditioning, so we don't have to be too miserable. But you know, they say that uh, if you if you can't enjoy it uh, at 110, you, you don't deserve it at 70. So I guess we're at the three or four months where we just got to bear through it, and I've got to spend more time over there in California with you and get out of the heat. So you're earning the 70 right now. I'm trying to. <laughs> Speaking of getting out over here with me, are you going to come check out Laguna Seca next week? I, I am. So next weekend, I'm actually going to be up at the one and only Laguna Seca Raceway uh, with the Porsche Owners Club that I race with. And awesome. Should be, uh, should be pretty interesting. We've been away from racing now for almost three months. We took a little summer hiatus. So it should be nice to get back out on the track with some of these pro drivers and kind of see where we, where we lie. That's a hobby of yours, right? Absolutely. You're not paid yet. Um, well, I mean, we do have some sponsorship things with some of the uh, sponsors that come into the leagues and based upon how we place in our races, there is a little bit of money to be made, but nothing like these guys that you see out on TV or anything. Many ways you and I balance each other out. I can say without, without a shot of a doubt that my driving balances out the way that you drive. <laughs> <laughs> I should drive like a old Buick or something. I am like always right about the speed limit. I'm always thinking about something or I'm like on the phone. So I'm not really in a rush to make, you know, make the car get down the road faster. Drives my wife nuts. Well, um, see, I don't ever feel like I'm in a hurry going anywhere, but it's just, I, I've got a lead foot. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, you just drive at a much higher speed for a lot. I mean, you're always turning. Oh no, you're not. You're not like NASCAR. You've got a lot of turning. Yeah. So we don't just go left. You know, we, we, we go <laughs> right. left, we go right. Right. And we have a little variation of both. So, okay. uh, you know, it was actually entertaining. Uh, NASCAR was racing at a, a road course over this last weekend uh, in, I think it was mid Ohio. And it was really entertaining watching these guys try to go left and then go right. Mm. They just didn't know what to do with themselves. They were running into each other. It was really like a demolition derby. It was great to watch. <laughs> The Ambi Turner or Ambient Turner or whatever it's called. <laughs> right. Can't turn right from Zoolander. Um, well, you know, one of the things that is convenient about you being in Arizona is all your exposure with, I would say, the aging population. And many of them move there after they get retired or upon retiring. So you're dealing with all types of individuals that are not just 65 years old, but maybe 70, 75, 80. So you're dealing with those who are well into retirement, right, Matt? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, the majority of the clients that we have coming to our workshops, coming into the office, just looking for advice or exactly that. I mean, they might be five years away from retirement, mm -hmm. already in retirement and just looking to find different strategies to kind of improve what they're doing. And one of the things that I have come up all the time when someone sits down is, OK, I'm about to be 70 
And then at 70 and a half, I've got to take these things called, I, I think they're called RMDs or, or, or something. And I'm like, yeah, so you're talking about required minimum distributions. And yeah. that's the way of the lovely IRS saying, hey, you put this money in this account prior to any tax. Now we're going to get our money back from you. We're going to need our cut. Exactly. Before you go see the big guy upstairs. Because exactly. that's, I mean, essentially that's what, it, we'll get into the nuts and bolts today about the chart and the maturity aging chart, but they're saying, look, you've had your opportunity to save over the years. We didn't tax you while you were making the money. Then you had the time when you, you know, were retired and you were either learning how to get money out of your retirement or you kind of played the game with self-employment or you worked on annuities or got other ways to make money in retirement. Now we need you to put that wealth back into the system and get our, our coin to go back into not only the economy, but back into uh, the coffers for the IRS, right? Or the, I should say the federal government. Right. Well, I mean, speaking of the economy, uh, you know, I think this would be a good time to kind of talk a little bit about what we were seeing this week uh, with the markets. I mean, we had the first yield curve we've had here and in, in, uh, the inverted yield curve in uh you know, the last couple of years and quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess not even a couple. It's, uh, we're looking 2016 ish, I think was when the last time they were expecting it. Uh, you know, with the 10 year treasury dropping, we didn't quite see the inversion at that point, but so a lot of people are a little nervous thinking, okay, is this, you know, is it a recession? Is this, is that what's coming? Mike, have you been hearing it? Yeah. It's, is it the question? I think the debate I'm getting, I personally feel like this is a correction in, in a very long, very historic bull run. Um, but I have been hearing, look, this is obviously the beginning of the end, right? So, you know, we've got all types of global recession concerns going on and um, investors are, global investors are coming and buying the treasury note. And if you know anything about the yield market, when more investors come to buy the note, the the yield of that note or the rate that you see on, you know, MSNBC or CNBC is going down as more money floods to that market, that rate goes down. And when we reach a level that we've reached in the last three weeks, which is 1.58% at the lowest, that makes people, not a lot of people, even very well paid, very well thought out um, forecasters or actuaries thought we could get here at this time, this quickly. We were over two, three weeks ago, and we've dropped half a point in, in like 21 days. So yes, recession for anyone that's of retirement age, this is like, uh, what's going on here? You know, you're reading articles a bit more closely than you were. You may be watching financial news during the day just to see if you need to call your advisor. But it's it's one of those things where it's purely it's it's like very difficult to explain. I don't honestly think that there's a right precise answer as to why it's happening, but it is surely a big part of it is the trade wars and consumer confidence concerns with the global economy. Well, I and think you all- hit it right there on on the head, Mike, with the the consumer confidence is, you know, the trade wars definitely have not been helping in the markets, but um, it, it's had both a positive and a negative impact on both sides. But I think a lot of it is clearly stemming from consumer confidence. You know, I mentioned earlier, I said 2016 as a date. I wasn't necessarily talking about an inverted yield curve. I just want to clear that up, uh, you know, happening then. The, the concern there was how low the 10-year uh, treasury was. 
I think the last time that we really saw this type of inverted yield curve situation is right prior to the the last big stock market crash. I mean, we're looking at 2008 where the Treasury uh, and things and the Feds just were ignoring kind of some of the signs there. And for some of the people that are listening that don't understand, you know, they might be hearing on the news, oh my goodness, it's an inverted yield curve. Well, what is it? Essentially what happens yeah, let's touch is, on that. yeah, so an inverted yield curve is when the 10-year Treasury becomes valued higher than the two-year. And so essentially your, excuse me, that uh, that was backwards. So your two-year is higher than your 10-year. Right. And essentially what's happening is you're getting more money on your short-term money than you are for long-term growth. So a normal right. investor is going to say, okay, if I can put money somewhere for two years and get a better rate of return than I can for 10 years, what am I going to do? Yeah. Right. Usually there's a spread that's significant enough that motive has to motivate that person that needs to see return in two years to do the 10 year product. Yeah. There and has to be a, a substantial reason to really want to do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's some issues there. Now, when we're looking at the two-year and the 10-year, we look at the global markets, right? The global markets, there's a couple countries out there like Germany and things that are looking Singapore. and showing, right, and yeah. showing signs of recession. And our 10-year follows kind of a global market more so than maybe our two-year does. Our two-year is going to be more of our, our national economy, if you will. So what I'm seeing with that is, you know, two years strong, 10 year, maybe not so much. That's telling me that it's, this isn't the same market that it was in 2008. Um, not everyone is as collateralized as they might have been back 2008 then. 2008 or 2018? 2008. Yeah. <clears throat> so okay. before, you know, before the big crash. <clears throat> so the, they're right. not as collateralized. So this is more real money, if you will, in the market, not necessarily in the ground or you know, borrowed money, if you will. Sure. So the signs aren't really as strong as saying, hey, recession is imminent and that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, I've kind of yeah, the statistical me, hey, Matt, people in the world would say, you know, since 1956, there's been seven times when a yield curve has gotten like this and the recession has followed. But you can't you can't do that. I think that's I think that's poor forecasting. You can't just say because it happened then it happens now. The world is different. Well, and then how many times have we had this long of a bull market? Right. Never. So how can we Never. really use statistical stuff from years ago and predict what's going to happen? Now with those same reports that I'm sure that Mike, you and I saw some of the same things. They also said that after the the kind of uh, the intersection of the two and the ten, we usually see that the S and P for the next eighteen months rallies, and then the recession maybe hits after that point. So, I guess what I'm saying is reality. I don't think we're going to be in any major major issues uh, until possibly maybe the election next year. That might uh, I think that might stir up the market a little bit, depending on where that might go. So, well, you know what we could do, we could have this conversation back and forth for the whole show, but today I want to make sure, and, and you, I know you're, I know you were going to touch on this in detail, Matt, but our listeners are going to hear from you about required minimum distributions, how they're calculated, some great ideas that you offer on, um, alternative ways to combat those. And also another way to have tax-free income. So, can conveniently evaluate what your portfolio is doing and say, look, should I continue doing these RMDs or is there another way for me to get the money out and, and 
convert it into a Roth. But before we get into that part of the show, why don't we just take a quick break? Um, and when we get back, we'll get right into that for our listeners. And so stick around. We'll be right back with more Smart Retirement Podcasts. With trade wars escalating, the market is seeing some serious volatility. Are you nervous? With banks not paying anything on their CDs, where can you put short-term funds for decent growth? Look no further than Century Financial Consultants. We have a new five-year guarantee product paying 3.6%. This product is tax-deferred unlike a traditional CD, and your rates won't change like an indexed annuity. You're guaranteed. Contact Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Hey guys, Mike Points, co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast and a licensed loan officer. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you sat down with your mortgage officer to discuss how your mortgage is going to affect you during retirement or how the current products and laws out there now are different from when you originally got your mortgage? Allow my team of retirement specialists and myself to put together a proposal for you that shows all of the different products and options you have right now. This is something we can implement in the next one to two months that helps you improve your current situation. If you're not able to remove your mortgage payment with your current mortgage, if you're not able to tap into the liquidity, and if you're not able to prepare better for healthcare costs, I want to show you how we can do that. So please contact me by calling 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Once again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, option two, or contact me at info at smartretirementcast.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. And MLS number 1246224. of our Smart Retirement Podcast. This is your co-host, Matt Hollander, joined today by Mike Points. Woo! <laughs> I've got some really exciting stuff for us to talk about. Uh, before the break, we were discussing a little bit about the really interesting thing of required minimum distributions in retirement. What? Was that your, so was the joke that you that it wasn't interesting or was that our... Was that our drumbeat coming in late? Um, I'll let the <laughs> listeners kind of determine okay. that. Okay. Uh, you know, with RMDs, it's pretty cut and dry. They did uh, change some things uh, back in the early 2000s with the life expectancies for people and helped reduce the uh, percentages that were required to be taken out for RMDs. Just to kind of give a simple overview of kind of how an RMD works. Essentially, what's going to happen is when you turn 70 and a half, the April 1st after that, the IRS is going to force you to start withdrawing money from your traditional IRA, your 401k, uh, any pre-tax type of account. Now, that's not necessarily the same on a 401k. If you continue to still be working, there are some advantages there. But uh, nonetheless, when you turn 70 and a half, depending on when it happens, uh, depending if you if your birthday is 
in you know the first six months of the year and you turn 70 and a half in the same year that you turn 70, you're going to have to withdraw. It's 3.65% of the total of all your qualified accounts on December 30 of the value of at December 31st of that year. Right. So, so what you're saying is that we look, we look at the end of the year, we take a snapshot on New Year's Eve. Correct. And then your, your predetermined RMD is, is multiplied by that value. Correct. Is and it, then if you, and if, if you're all accounts, do you have to pull out like independently one? For no, each? no. So it's, okay. it's a total value. So if you've got a hundred thousand dollars, you're going to take 3.65% of a hundred thousand dollars and you're free to take it out of whichever account you want. Got it. Okay. okay. So that's also another common misconception. Everyone thinks they have to take out that amount from every account individually. No, there's going to be a total dollar amount that that's going to equal, of okay. course, right? So you've got $3,650. Right. And you're going to go ahead and take that out of any account you want, proportionally out of all of them, whatever you want to do. Hopefully one now, that's lost money or something, right? Oh, it doesn't or matter. Or the one that's made the most. It yeah. doesn't matter. I think that's going to be up to the, the individual looking at that and making that decision, Right. Uh, you know, come, come tax time to do that. Uh, the other thing there is, you know, I say 3.65, but again, if you turn 70 and your half birthday is not until the following year. The IRS is like, ha, gotcha. We're going to go ahead and up the payment then. It's actually 3.77%. So what you'll find is every year as you're, as you're getting older is it's about 0.2%. Again, that's 0.2% uh, on top. So, you know, 3.65, 3.77, 3.9, cetera. And that list goes on and on and on based upon your age. Right. Um, I've got that on a really nice chart for anyone that wants it uh, that's listening today feel free to call in 866-53-RETIRE again that's 866-53-RETIRE hit option one just let me know hey i want the rmd chart i can happily email it over to you uh, i come by the office pick it up whatever is easiest for that now one of the things that i get a whole lot of is matt i don't want to take these rmds or i don't need them and so it becomes a discussion of, well, either A, what do we do with the funds from this RMD? Do we just stick it back into some type of, uh, you know, other account um, to let it keep growing? Do we spend it? You know, what, what are we going to do with these RMDs? Or how can we reduce the amount of RMDs that we have to take? And one of the things that we do for our clients is I've got a great conversion calculator. And when I talk about a conversion, I'm talking about converting from, let's say your traditional IRA, 401k, et cetera, any of these qualified before tax accounts and converting into what's called a Roth IRA. And for those of you that aren't familiar with a Roth, essentially it's an account that money goes in after tax, but then grows tax-free. And when you take the money out, it is also tax-free. So we that, have had a few clients go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say that's typically, um, that's the only tax-free account. Is that right, Matt? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, we can, we can start talking about, you know, municipality, uh, bonds oh, and things like that, okay. that have tax-free advantages. There are some life insurance ways that you could utilize tax-free benefits that, uh, I'd be more than happy to talk about in another show. I just don't want to put everyone to sleep with all the different stuff. Sorry to start. <laughs> yeah, didn't mean to get you off track. I just was curious if that was the only, that's the only individual retirement account that you can take money out tax-free. That is correct. Okay. 
that is that is 100 true and before i start rambling on about roth conversions i did just did want to mention one more thing on the rmds is make sure you're on top of with your current financial advisor or just be paying attention to your statements and make sure that when you hit that 70 and a half that you are taking your rmds because what happens is if you forget to take your rmd the irs will actually impose a 50 percent penalty of what the RMD amount would have been. So if your RMD would have been oh. $10,000 and you forgot to take it, now you're having to take out and pay a $5,000 penalty. Okay, wow. And so, so it's, whatever it's you, is, is that like up to the dollar that you're wrong? What if you take it out wrong or incorrectly and it don't take out enough? So you're gonna be penalized if you don't take out enough as well. So to go on you, let's say you were supposed to take out uh, 10 grand and you took out eight, you're going to get a penalty for the two grand. Okay. So listeners, let's contact Matt and get that chart. And I mean, you can find it online, but what I like about Matt's chart is it comes with some of his advice on how to read the chart and what he can help you with. That's great. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So let's move on to Roth conversions a little bit. And essentially when we were talking about a Roth being a tax-free type of account, now a Roth can house any type of investments you want inside of it. You could have a bank CD inside of a Roth. You could have an investment account inside of a Roth. You could have an annuity inside of a Roth. Could you have a life insurance policy in there? No. Okay. No. So life insurance is always after tax dollars and it has different IRS codes than what a individual okay, yeah. retirement account is going to have. the benefit is non-taxable, right? Correct. The, the same is to be true on the Roth. So... It's just, it's, it's a little bit different style. Uh, you could take funds from a Roth and put it into a life insurance policy. So essentially, could you have it as a, a Roth as life insurance? Sure. It's not going to be called a Roth anymore though. Got it. Okay. But they're both going to still offer a lot of the times um, tax-free growth and then a, some type of tax-free benefit at the end. Whether Sounds you take like we're setting up you for you another show. That could be a fun <laughs> show to do. <laughs> Sorry, go on that. No, that's all right. Um, the one issue that we run into, especially over in our California office with you, Mike, is when looking at a Roth, if you make too much money, you cannot contribute uh, to these type of products. And people are kind of like, okay, well, great, but I'm making a decent, a, a very nice wage. And now I can't take advantage of these tax-free benefits. Right. How can I get a Roth, Matt? And the simple answer there is, well, you got to convert. And with that, there is no age limit for your conversion. There's also no dollar limit to how much you convert, convert in one year. So what is a conversion? Essentially, you're taking money from your pre-tax account, going ahead and paying taxes on it now, and converting it into a Roth to where it's going to grow tax-free and provide a tax-free benefit later on. Okay. Now... Does it make sense to do that? Now, I'm not going to say yes or no, because everyone's situation is going to be different. And with that, we have a calculator that I can look at different scenarios. First of all, we're going to be looking at your age. How long do you think you're going to live? What are your taxes? What's your tax bracket now? What's going to be your tax bracket in retirement? How soon do you look at retiring? So you can see there's a lot of factors that go into this decision before I can give you a blanket statement that says, Yes, this makes a lot of sense to do it, or no, it does not. Uh, right. You know, I would uh, I would say it, it is kind of an expensive thing to do. You know, you're saying, okay, let's say we've got five hundred thousand dollars in our IRA, okay, 
and we're 60 years old. We're going to maybe work till we're, eh, let's say 68. Okay. 68 years old and we're going to die at 92. Okay. So I just made a ton of assumptions that we really don't know to be true, but sure. let's say that's what it is. For Sounds like the guy scenario. lived a good life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, I mean, here, the guy comes into the office says, Matt, I want to convert my $500,000 IRA into a Roth. Say, great, John, that's a great idea, but let's kind of look, dive in a little bit closer. And so what we're going to look at first is where is his income? Uh, what's his AGIR, his adjusted gross income for the year, and what tax bracket is he currently in? And so... In the scenario that I'm going to go over today, I place John in a 24% bracket. So let's say John's making anywhere from $95,000 to $100,000 a year. And the next thing to look at is anytime you look at tax rates, as your income grows, of course, the tax rate goes up. So in the 24% bracket, you can make up to $157,500. Mm-hmm. So if john is making 100 grand we want to make sure that we don't create any additional income for him over fifty-seven thousand five hundred. that way his tax bracket doesn't go from 24 percent to 32 percent. so i guess what i'm saying there is no john we're not going to convert your whole five hundred thousand dollar ira to a roth right now what might make sense is over the next 10 years while you're uh still waiting to have to take these required minimum distributions, we'll take distributions out once a year and slowly start the conversion that way. Um, in this scenario that I ran, we find that, you know, you're going to pay about 20% in taxes uh, for the withdrawal, but it ends up being about a 10% increase over uh, that 10 years that you would have normally just had in the IRA. By going over there, you have a 10% gain in your actual final account value, if you will, but saying that and the returns that on the arbitrage, that arbitrage just happens because you're not going to be taxed on the distributions coming out, right? Correct. And then you're not required to take the money out at a later point in time either. So in a Roth, there's no required minimum distribution. So you can let that stuff just uh-huh. sit there, churn, and just grow tax-free. Take it out when you need it, when you want it, rather than when the IRS tells you to and kind of puts you in a little bit better position. You're in the driver's seat once again with your your assets. You know what I love about this too, which I, I tell me if I'm wrong, but if you take a slice of the pie and move it over to the Roth, then the very next year, your RMD chart is going to tell you how much percentage of your total value you need to put, you need to distribute, right? I mean, that's yes. that chart's not going to change. But the, the chart does not change. But the population or the size of your asset has reduced so it's less dollars coming out. Exactly, Mike. Dang, that is exactly. That is that is awesome. That is really cool. And you want to hit the drum thing now? I think you should. Do we have it still? <laughs> there we go. Um, I I honestly didn't even think of that when we were prepping for the show until I heard you say it right now with the listeners. Is that it? Really does make sense to do this over time and kind of check check the oil every year and see where where we're at with our needs in life maybe health insurance comes up right or excuse me healthcare costs come up or something but if you do it on a step basis like you recommended Matt that's fantastic 
Yeah, it really is. And I think it's it's a great tool that can be taken advantage of uh, for retirees out there. You know, the conversion as of right now with current IRS rules is kind of your backdoor way into getting into a Roth if you make too much money. It just really needs to be set up in such a way that is advantageous to you and isn't really going to cost you more in the long run. As long as we space it out, it usually makes sense if your life expectancy warrants doing so. Excellent. Um, if that's something of interest to any of our listeners, I'll, I'll do something special for you. If you would call in to 866-53-RETIRE, and that's 866-53-RETIRE, option one for Matt, go ahead, let us know that you'd like to run a Roth conversion calculation. With that, I'll just need a couple bits of information from you. I'll need your date of birth, when you plan on retiring, how long you think you're going to live, and the value of your account and your tax brackets. I will go ahead and print out a full three-page report for you at absolutely no cost that you're free to do what you want with. Take it back to your financial advisor you're currently working with. Take it back to your CPA. Look it over. We're here to help. Again, this show really is just for helping people become smarter in retirement. Uh, Really just trying to help build your knowledge, create some concepts and ideas that you know, sometimes other financial advisors or friends, family, these are some of these topics that we're not always talking about. Um, with that, uh, before we wrap up the show here, Mike, I think we'll go ahead and take one more break. Outstanding. And yep. All right, listeners, we will be right back. Hey, guys, Mike Points here, co-host of your show, Smart Retirement Podcast. Did you know that you can convert your traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, and it doesn't matter how much income you make every year. That's right, tax-free retirement is right at your fingertips. Allow me to show you how the mortgage of your home helps you afford the conversion to do this by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Let me make the rest of your life the best of your life. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Just because we get around Talking about Okay, we're back for the last segment of the show. Thanks again, listeners, for Hearing us talk about required minimum distributions today, a little bit about the market. And, you know, I want to wrap up the show, Matt, with saying everything you said was great, but as many people find in retirement, they just don't have a lot of extra cash floating around. How do you pay for this Roth conversion? Are you having to pay for it out of the actual asset if you don't have the cash in hand? I mean, do they... T- well, do- I think that's... Yeah, that's a lot of the time what happens is you're, you're utilizing this traditional IRA or your 401k and 
using additional funds in that to do the conversion and or you're coming in with outside funds, which some people don't have. So I think, Mike, you might have some ideas there. Yeah, I just think that is, you know, this the name of the show is Smart Retirement. I want to give you as many options as you have. So the reason Matt and I work well in conjunction is because if you had even a home equity line of credit or let's say you have a HECM or reverse mortgage that gives you access to liquidity in your home, you could simply write a check for the amount of the cost to convert a traditional IRA asset into a Roth IRA asset, therefore leaving your total account value in place, especially in a bull market like this one, and let that thing run as far as it can. Meanwhile, you will have taken some of the equity out of your real estate to pay for this. But even though that is still a cost, I'm not trying to say that there's no cost. I'm just saying you use a, another asset to pay for it instead of the actual asset that's earning you money now tax-free. The home equity conversion mortgage, HECM, could be set up in place. That's something that you can do in conjunction with this advice. Or if you have a home equity line of credit, really you just write a check. And the amount that you write a check for has an interest-only payment in the first 10 years. So you might be in year five, you might be in year zero. If you just have the interest-only payment, that's not going to be a lot, especially if it's $50,000 a year you're converting over from a traditional IRA to a Roth. And so there's really many different ways to pay for this. Obviously, if you have cash, cash is king, you can write a check for it. But I think what we're trying to get at today here is that you don't have to take a $50,000 asset and turn it into a $39,000 asset and then get tax returning on that. We have ways to help you with this. And that's why we're here to support you. That's really why we started this podcast is so that we can get this education out to our listeners, albeit simple personal finance. But here's the thing. No one talks about this stuff. And many times you sit down in, some, in front of someone that's trying to sell you a product. We're just trying to make a relationship with you. Right. And one thing I do want to add in, Mike, is, you know, people might be saying, okay, well, if I take this money out of the home, you know, now I'm having to pay interest on it. But Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, just I, I was just looking back on my financial calculator and saying, okay, the other thing that we're forgetting is inside the Roth, it's tax-free growth, right? Yeah. So we have to look at the taxable equivalent yield that their account would have had to be doing. So let's say that the Roth is able to provide you 7%. Okay. Right. In your regular traditional IRA, you're going to have to be returning in excess of 9%. It's like 9.3 in change that you're going to have to return to do that. So now we can offset a little bit of the rate that we're having to pay you know, to, to borrow this money from the mortgage. Yeah. It almost cancels each other out. And then if you look at it compounding over the years that the money's out, the Roth really could make a lot of sense for a lot of people out there. Yeah. And if it's a traditional mortgage where you're just taking cash out, those mortgages are at this time in August of 2019 are anywhere between three and a half to four and a quarter percent. And the home equity lines are a little bit higher, but that that's because they're equity lines and you can pay them off and, and, um, and run them up again. And they're usually in second position. And those are at uh, anywhere from five and a quarter to six to six and a quarter. But I think what you're saying is you're creating an arbitrage, right? You're creating a spread. Precisely. And that's what you want to do, especially as you get um, towards this this stage of life. The littlest spreads can make that retirement asset last that much longer, right? Keep you in the house that much longer. Keep you comfortable that much longer. Um, this gentleman's yeah, going to live to 92, I mean, right? So we got we to gotta get every spread we can. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, listeners, we're here to help. Take advantage of it. Um, if you want, we our Facebook site is up and running now. Just look up Smart Retirement or Instagram. Drop us a line on there too if you're more social media friendly. Ask us some questions there. Uh, I'm going to be posting up the required minim- minimum distribution chart on Facebook as well. So you'll be able to grab it right there, save it. And but you got to uh, like us questions first. on it. You, can, you, can't, you can't, get, right. can't get it unless you like it. <laughs> yeah, throw, throw us a like on the Facebook, please. Yeah. We, we definitely appreciate please that. Please help but, us um, get out there and you know, help other people. Again, let me give the 800 number. It's 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. And option three, you can come in, ask any question you want. We'll put you on the show, uh, at least your question on the show. And we're not going to release your full name. We'll just maybe your first name, the city you're from. And we can kind of have a dialogue between Mike and I and discuss your questions, concerns, which I'm sure some of your other peers are saying the exact same thing. So uh, yeah, I love again, that we're we here to that. help. I love that we can do that. Makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, anyone, right. anyone that has any question, I don't think is a dumb question. And if it's one that you say right when you leave the question, just say, hey, this is a private question or I'm happy to let this go on the show. We'll cut the piece that you asked the question. We'll just talk right about it. Very well. Well, what do you say well, we wrap up for the day, Matt? I think uh, I've ran out of things to talk about with Roth conversions and uh, RMDs. So, yes. All right, guys. We'll get out there. And enjoy yourself in retirement. And and please, if you have any questions or concerns, give us a call. We want to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thank you and have a great day. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224. I've got to believe.